0: Hello everybody. It is Tuesday, October the 27th, 2020. My name is Arlene Petway, and I'd like to welcome you to the Christspirations podcast. Where is prophecy? Is it a joke? Prophecy is still important and relevant today. That is a grand statement coming from me because for a long time I lost faith in the prophetic. There are so many abusers of this gift, or at least the facade of this gift. Many people want to be prophets, and many others want personal prophecy. I was one of those people, and I allowed myself to be preyed on because of my desperation. In many cases, this one abuse has made the church, or at least the charismatic Christians, the laughing stock of Christendom. I have witnessed this travesty with my own eyes, time and time again and in the majority of these cases, the goal was popularity or financial gain. But I have also experienced the opposite. I know of a particular individual who handled prophecy carefully. The words they spoke as thus says the Lord were not always popular, but not in one instance did what they say not come to pass, at least those words that I witnessed. It was incredible, but sadly rare. The Bible says to pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. First Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 14:1. God is the giver of prophecy. It is given, not taught. There is a day when prophecy will cease, but today is not that day. Prophecy is both foretelling and foretelling, and God still uses both today. I thought about this as Paul is headed toward Rome in Acts 27. He has a word of warning for his traveling buddies. I'll read it, it's Acts 27 verses 10 to 26. Men, he said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on, shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger of our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Fairhaven was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix farther up the coast of Crete and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly and a wind of typhoon strength called a nor'easter burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Cauda, where with great difficulty we horsed it aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across the sand bars of citrus off the African coast, so they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and lost, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God and his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage. For I believe God. It will be just as he said. But we will be shipwrecked on an island. What? What? God says prophecy should be what God says there are warnings that are being spoken throughout the earth even now with all the craziness in our world where are the words of prophecy that are succinct and direct although unpopular where is the discerning church that is recognizing the voice of God through a yielded vessel I think the prophets are speaking, but the sad thing is that it's not the world's activity that's drowning them out, but the carnal focus of a church that is resisting their message. We don't believe because the message doesn't tickle our ears or fit our neat narrative. Second Chronicles 2020 says, believe in the Lord, your God, so ye shall be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Believe his prophets. Not everyone who says they are a prophet or says they have a prophecy, but believe his prophets. God wants a discerning church that will hear his voice for themselves and hear it so well that they recognize it when it comes through one of his prophets. But where are they?